0: Hey there, dickheads. Welcome to um, a coffee club monologue. This is the second one. This is Ollie Hall, if you guys can still um, tell the difference between the three of us. Um, if you're listening, obviously, you can see me. Um, I hope you enjoyed Morgan's monologue. Uh, pretty pretty cool stuff. Wishing him the best of luck uh, in Latvia. It's not many times you get to compete at two uh, world championships in the same calendar year, so I'm sure he's taken up that opportunity and. Looking forward to uh, seeing how he goes. Um, Now I'm going to open up just talking about my update with my OP injury. Um, It's going really well. I've been on three runs on the ground, about three or four runs on the boost uh, so far. So really good progress. I'm not feeling any pain or discomfort uh, running in that area. A little bit timid, obviously still, but really good progress for me. And and it's nice to see things progressing and seeing some actual um, results coming through of things are moving in the right direction. Usually when I'm doing exercises or I'm trying to uh, look into feeling how my body's progressing, I I don't have a really good uh, nick of of that. I think Geordie and Morgan are quite good at knowing their bodies. I'm still um, developing that journey. Let's keep it at that. Uh, I'll give you a Gus update. His behavior has been good, except he has been having a bit of a, uh, turf war in the backyard There is a possum called bernie i named the possum bernie i, d- I don't know if, if the possum is a uh, male or female but it's bernie um has been hanging around the apple tree and every time i take gus out it's a uh, fight to the death for a discarded piece of apple so <clears throat> that's been an interesting experience trying to wrestle gus away from a possum didn't expect that to uh come up when i got home but He's been, um, trying to defend the household from losing its apples. And I really respect that, but I also just don't want him to, uh, get attacked by a possum and and potentially get rabies that would, that would suck. So he's been restricted in that sense. And we're trying to, uh, think of ways to, to move him (laughs) into a different direction of maybe peace and love instead of, uh, aggression towards this, uh, this possum who's made an apple tree, it's home. Um, yeah, and I think moving forward from that, um, I have an idea for Coffee Club podcast, but I haven't, I haven't. This hasn't gone past Morgan or George. Um, they're obviously busy doing their own stuff, and I'm at home twiddling my thumbs. So I thought I would come up with something. We don't really have a name for you guys, fan base wise. Usually, when you think of fan base, they usually have a name um, for their fan bases. And I was thinking of a couple, and I'm gonna um i got them here in my notes and i'm gonna talk to you guys about them and see what you think and you can also comment and, and see what you guys come up with but <clears throat> i was thinking for the three of us we have individual fans uh morgan's chicks very simple very basic uh geordie's bean poles honestly my favorite um i'd love to see geordie's bean poles out at the steeple races my name is harder um i obviously want to go with ollie's horse because i think it's funny. Um, but we'll see how that goes in general general terms, but all these is what i've got down at the moment. Overall, uh coffee club listeners, coffee club fans, i've come up with maybe two names. One's not very um <laughs> it's it's not it's not very creative. Uh coffee clubbers. So you love the club and you're clubbers of us. Um, i don't know if that's going to work. We can always ask for input or feedback. Uh, naming you guys and then Gus's caffeinated loyalists. Uh I think that one's quite cool. But those are just kind of a little names or groups of fan bases that we could kind of start up if uh you guys are coming to meets or races or you come for meetups in the future, um, which we would would hope to see you at. Um if we can name you guys that kind of uh uh coffee club um title that would be that would be kind of cool so um so today, I'm sure everyone's looking forward to my monologue. And no, I will not be talking about um, controversial things. I don't think <laughs> I'm not going to be uh, going on rages and Ollie's rants this time. I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about something that I haven't really been able to discuss, and I think it's an important thing to me now in in my life. And and I would really like to um, explore that and be much more open about it. So um, I have a quote here that I love, and it's kind of going to kick us off to what I want to talk about. And the quote is from Charles Bukowski. And it says, can you remember who you are before the world told you who you should be? Um, I love this quote, because I feel like we always get into our mindset of what's acceptable, what we should strive to achieve in our lives, whether it's being a professional athlete, being a lawyer, being a doctor, um, anything like that. It's, it's, What did you think about when you were younger, when you didn't have these social pressures and social expectations to be um, something important in society? So I love that quote. And this is going to lead me to what I want to talk about, which is mental health. Um, I think it's something that's improving. The conversation, the dialogue towards mental health is something that's really improving and it's great to see um, it improve. And I, I thought I have a platform and a position here and I haven't really been able to have a one-on-one discussion or well, I guess it's not really one-on-one if there's a lot of people listening and seeing this but uh back and f- uh, more of it's just a talk about it um and how it's affected me and it's something that I've been thinking about a lot uh the past um probably since 2022 the end of 2022 and uh I'd love to love to talk to you guys about it and my experiences with it and hopefully talking about it on my end can uh maybe give you guys a bit of a bit of a nugget of Of wisdom which I didn't think you'd ever expect coming from me but um, I'd like to talk about my mental health I'd like to talk about mental health in general and what has worked for me um, to get me where I am so um, I kind of want to talk to you about my journey through sport um, and how death love trauma all the great things that come with life um, has driven driven me to become a professional athlete and one of the best runners in the world Um, and I think um, there's going to be some stuff here that might be a bit triggering, um, but if you guys willing to get through that, we'll 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 talk about what I've been through in my life and, and what's got me to this point. And I think that's the thing that isn't really openly discussed. And a lot of people would keep this quite private, but I I'd like to talk about it. So, um, yeah. So I'd start. Obviously, you guys know that I'm Australian. Um, I come from a place called Bus South, which is near Cronulla. Cronulla is kind of our big big hub for people knowing where we are. Um, and my f- first love um, was swimming and surf club. That was what I loved. I loved to be able to be in the water with my brother, who was an incredible swimmer. Um, and that was something that was really important to me. Growing up was the beach. My mom um, was a very busy woman. She was a teacher. And she... Sh- Obviously we'd struggle with two boys with probably a d d and and also mischief in their eyes and I think she loved to uh throw us down at the beach and <laughs> give herself a break so that was um that was something that was a big special thing to me. My brother was um swimming and surfing, I think it really cleared our heads and it made us feel good, and it also made us tired, which I think helped my parents a lot um going through that um situation um i'd like to talk about kind of success in bullying. Um, I think the interesting thing about going through situations is that you look through um, the lens of a lot of other kids. When you see a kid that's better than you, you obviously have insecurities. And I think looking back at what I went through, it was quite interesting um, to see what I didn't expect was I was severely um, bullied mentally and physically, uh, until probably when I was about 16, um, did not have a good body image. I thought I was too thin. Um, I didn't like the way I looked. Um, and I thought sport would help me change that, make me more buff, make me more, um, socially acceptable um i think the socially acceptable thing at the time was a rugby player someone muscly someone big and i was definitely not the case i was a skinny skinny uh boy with braces and a really really bad um speech impediment so that was me um my brother was very very quick-witted smart and built like a brick shit house. so chriso was um extremely confident in himself and it showed in his athletic achievements as well as his friend friend groups he was um he was great with it. And we went to a school called Boulevard High School. And Chris and I were great swimmers. Chris, I was a national uh, gold medalist in swimming at a young age. I not so much. Um, I did some cross country in the side, but never really fully went into it. And that was kind of my cross training for my swimming and my surf club. My surf club, I was quite good at. I did board paddling with Steve Warren and, and, and Wally. Um, and that was an incredible thing for me because I felt like that was making me Feel more in place. Surf club was a great um, environment for me to feel like I had a, a sporting family in some ways and an encouraging family. Um, they were very much a part of just exceeding excellence and being excited about pushing each other, um, whether it was in the ocean or just in life. And I think that was a big aspect for me to to want to be better was um, Stevie Warren and Wally um, were great coaches because they kind of let me feel like if you want to be here, if you want to work hard, you'll get there. And they gave me a bit of confidence. Um, I had the opposite going to school. Um, just to talk about some bullying situations, I had been thrown into bins multiple times because I would used to win my cross-country races at school. I used to be winning swimming races at school and my year group would um, exploit me for being, I think it was I think it's called tall poppy syndrome. So I used to get thrown in the bins, I used to get locked into them, um, which was hard to get out, obviously. I smell like shit as well, which wasn't great. So um I also got pinned down for Frosties, which is the spray deodorant cans, aerosol cans. They'd pin me down and they would spray me on my torso until I'd blister. Which was quite painful. Um I don't know why they did it. I don't think I was really asking for it. I think it was just they uh Um, maybe jealousy thing that I was doing well in sport but it was a very very difficult environment Um, that school at the time had a very toxic culture towards anybody trying to achieve success it's not just in sport it was in music or academics I saw bullying everywhere and obviously I was a bit too uh, proud I think my brother didn't know about it if he did he would have beaten the shit out of them. and he's my younger brother so that's kind of funny but I desperately wanted to get out um of this situation because I felt like my whole um I would sit outside the school crying, not wanting to to enter the school because I knew um when it came to practice or it came to any thing that I was good at um I probably knew bullying was gonna come physical or mental um I mean I got tossed notes calling me certain. Things that I probably shouldn't say on the podcast. Um, but the main one was to kill myself. That was a big one. Uh, at 15 years of age, you don't really understand why uh, kids are like that. But I think there was a lot of underlying factors that I now realize that there's just, there was a lot of issues with that school. Um, but I desperately wanted to get out. And I wasn't a good enough swimmer to get a full scholarship to Trinity Grammar School. I wasn't a good enough runner. They didn't really offer scholarships for running at the time. Swimming was the big one and um, Trinity was an established and very grand school for swimming. So, um, I really lied to my brother on this one. So, Crusoe had an incredible time at Willoware and he had an incredible year group. Um, Still remain friends with a lot of them and a lot of them are my friends Um, and they're incredible people and he didn't really want to leave. He wanted to stay at Willoware. Everything was going well for him. He wanted to be a carpenter by trade. Um, His swimming was going well. He loved being close to the beach, which Willoware was. Um, And that was tough for Chris um, because I don't think he realized how much pain I was going through. And I didn't want to tell him that because I'm the older brother. You don't don't put things on the younger brother situation. But um, one particular person really saved me. In this situation, and also this leads into my sport. Um, and his name is Mister James Lecky. I don't think Lecky listens to the podcast. I really hope he doesn't. Um, but Trinity Grammar has a kind of recruiter as a high school for, for Americans. It's a very, very lavish, nice um, high school, and a very expensive one as well. And they offer scholarships. Um, Chriso was offered one when he was in Year Seven, which is about twelve years of age, and. He always was wanted there. And my mom kind of went to Lecky and told him about my situation because I just said to mom, I didn't want to go to school there anymore. I didn't feel like I was doing well and I didn't want to be in that school anymore with the culture that was happening. Um, and just to be fair, this is a very niche group. There was a lot of amazing people at were in high school, but just my experiences were not, um, not the best. So Lecky said, yep. Yeah. We'll take him, but he has to do all-around stuff. He has to do track and field, um, which at that time, I didn't really do much of. Um, I did cross-country. I did surf club. I did swimming. That was my that was my thing. I always wanted to be a really good swimmer and really good surf club. I didn't want to give that up, um, but surf club was starting to get in the way of that dream because Truni was about an hour away with traffic, um, and then we'd have to wake up probably at 4.30. Well, Mum had to wake up at probably quarter past four in the morning. I'd wake up at four thirty and Chris and I would get ready and drive to school every morning to swim. And then we'd do school. And then we'd swim in the afternoon and then I'd run. And then we go to go back home, which we'd probably get back home about seven eight o'clock. So we did that for about <clears throat> four years schooling. Finished our finals and all that sort of stuff in that time too. So it was a difficult um, situation, but it's something that I loved. And lucky was fortunate enough to give me that all around scholarship. Chris O um, was good enough to give it a shot and and moved schools, which was extremely tough for him. And um, I did that move and lucky changed my life. I I met people at Trinity that shook my hand, gave me eye contact, respected me for who I was and they also encouraged others in all aspects of schooling, academics, music, um, arts. It was just, it felt like a utopia, (laughs) which obviously no school's. Are perfect um they always have their problems but it was a big change because of respect and a bit of feeling of like we can achieve better you can achieve better it was about cultivating um the best version of yourself and for me that really can my athletic career um i met mr bradley woods and mr andrew murphy who is the coach of ron browning and if you guys don't know who ron browning is he's a hundred meter sprinter with a mullet uh, lovely lovely person um very very good sprinter so uh, that's where my kind of track and field and love for track and field came. My mental health at that point, I hadn't talked about it and I kind of bowled it up and left it there on the side and, and didn't really worry about what had happened because I'd been saved. I'd been moved um, into a different position and I can cultivate uh, my success, hopefully, and, and, and push to my dream, which was um, to go overseas, go to America. Um, I didn't really have the dream of becoming a professional athlete yet. I wanted to come over to the U.S., um and get a job and work there because i didn't want to live in australia um at that point in my life i wanted to get away um and i saw my love for track and field come through and i had to make the difficult decision of moving moving through um and i kept my swimming up as much as i possibly could but then my running came it kind of took over and that was my my outlet my my goal to get to the states um and i was very fortunate to work with um sean williams which was a coach that morgan worked with and and really kind of kick-started my aspirations to get to wisconsin and once i was kind of pushing myself at that point um swimming was a big family to me they were probably my friend group we'd always sit together um in a little kind of section near the cricket field and That group consisted of people, I'm just going to name them, you're not going to know who they are, Um, maybe you will, but it was my brother, um, Joe Walker, Josh Simat, James Traforis, Maniah Beetham, and um, a few others that I probably am forgetting, but Maniah, Chris, Keegan, Keegan Street, sorry, uh, and myself were very close, we were good mates, as well as everybody else, Um, and Maniah was a Mormon. Um, which I had never met a woman before, and he was had a great sense of humor. He was an amazing person. Um, I think um, when I was at school uh, one day, they put out a chair in the quad with a um, blazer and a hat, which usually signifies someone has died. Um, Manaya had passed away. He had a heart issue. And... We just were complete emotional wrecks. Um, it was a very, very difficult thing to go through, a close friend, death, and particularly a guy so talented and so fit as I in swimming. It was a very, very difficult thing to deal with. Um, the reason why I bring that up, though, is because my mental health at that point um, had been, I thought, great, but I had really struggled. And um, I was fortunate enough that teachers recognized that Trinity and so did my mum, and I was able to go to therapy. And going to therapy had really helped me figure out more about myself as an athlete as well as a person. And I think a lot of things that I bottled up, um, I was able to kind of confront. I felt very guilty um, about um, just pushing my brother to a different school. Um, I felt extremely embarrassed about my past with bullying. I thought that it was an embarrassing thing to go through, Um, but hearing um, words of wisdom and words of just comfort about how bullying is just this aspect of life but also a, a journey of cultivating yourself into what you want to be and how you want to treat people I think was an amazing thing and um, coming as an individual athlete um, you're very much in your own head a lot of the time and to be able to kind of open out that that egghead of yours and to kind of describe what you're going through it, it was it was an amazing experience and it really helped me really fix my head and after that i had a great year um of school i had a great year of competing and i felt like talking to someone and, and just being upfront and vulnerable with someone was really helpful um and it really affected my sport and, and the best thing about it was i didn't really talk about sport or the issues i'm competing it was more about um the struggles of life and and the quote i mentioned is that like what do you what is, what is what people have told you to like you're going to be or what do you want to be and I think that was an awesome thing because being a professional runner didn't really exist. That wasn't something that exists, and it was more like, "Oh, I'll I'll do running and I'll try and maybe make an Australian team, and then I might be a journalist or I might work somewhere in the sport." But professional runner was it was very very small percentage, and it still is. But um, coming out of that high school and going into college, I, I that was something that I dreamed of, and leaving that school, having that therapy, and dealing with some trauma. Um, appropriately it kind of set me up to think that i was prepared for coming over to the us and morgan was already there um which was a great thing to have somebody that's a mentor and somebody that's extremely talented and um intelligent and uh my first year really sucked terrible grades um couldn't even keep up with anybody at training um it was shocking i was really struggling um i wanted to go home i had huge homesickness i remember flying over and um not wanting to stay um leaving behind everything for me it was it was hard and i felt weak um but the one thing that saved me was uh mick burn and gavin kennedy who are the coaches at wisconsin mick uh, gavin's now the director of Loyola, and gavin gave me good counseling in the sense of what a what a coach would say is that why are you here why are you doing this mick said the same thing and um I didn't want to give up on something. I had come so far and I pushed myself and pushed myself. And I didn't realize it until now. But once I made that transition as a freshman and then my sophomore year of success was really from identifying myself as an athlete, saying that like I'm giving this my best shot and, and everyone here is is trying to do the same thing. So being aware and receptive to everyone's struggles is a good thing, but also identifying your own is the best thing for you. And I didn't really do that. I ignored it, um, which has been a big problem for me in the past and the best thing i ever had that whole time at college where i think i thrived was five ten minute meetings with Mick and gavin every monday i think it was um he did that with all the athletes talk about running talk about anything but you had a five ten minute meeting and it was very much for me more of a therapy session um am i doing the right thing is this okay i'm dealing with this in my life at the moment and they were kind of like my second family it was something i could open up to and talk to and That was something that was huge for me when I was dealing with the stresses of exams, um, being in a different country, um, dealing with social problems as well as missing home and missing um, your life that you left behind. And that was a huge thing for me. So leading that, um, that was probably like the most important thing, college training, everything like that um, falls below that for me. Um, I feel like a lot of colleges, a lot of coaches – um, in the NCAA, they're amazing, and I'm sure a lot of people have different experiences, different coaches. Things won't match, but for me, the communication line was so crucial, and it kept my mental health intact. Um, and that was something that I am forever grateful for for those two coaches because it was able to get me an NCAA title, but also a degree, um, which was a huge achievement for me. <laughs> um, and I think dealing with issues of feeling less worth than what you are and, and gr- climbing up that food trend of going from high school to um, college and then now um, professional running, you kind of notice that it's all the same, uh, that your mental health is never going to always be um, just fixed. There's always going to be a leak in some ways of that, um, that beautiful bottle of your brain. It's probably a leak. Something's coming out, something's not, not working. So. Um, um and that's why kind of leading you for that story i want to kind of talk to you guys about 2022 um and why i'm telling you guys this is because i want to be open but i also kind of want to advocate talking to someone um and i think the one great thing about sport in general professional athletes is um you have so many amazing opportunities a lot of pros being a professional runner you get to travel the world you get to meet amazing people you get to um try all these different foods you get to race against incredible people you get to um you get to be the, one of the best runners in the world you get all these endorsements um cool gear everything like that it's amazing um but there are cons to it and i think i feel like there's always a painted picture of a professional runner and or professional athlete in general that it's all sunshine and daisies but it's quite hard and I want to talk about the mental side of it I don't think training for me is is a difficult thing I don't think anybody in my team deals with training being hard (laughs) I think it's the mental component of it um and that's something that I want to talk about in 2022 which was my best year 2022 was my best year. I won a Commonwealth Games gold medal. I ran 347 in the mile. Um, I was ranked like fourth in the world, Uh, second and third average in the Diamond League, Uh, third in the Diamond League final. I had the best season ever, Um, but I had extreme anxiety and depression that whole year. Um, And I didn't talk to anyone about it. I didn't enjoy being around people. I didn't enjoy being around my teammates, Um, no matter how jolly and lovely they are. I didn't enjoy um, anything. I just I struggled to find any meaning in doing anything. I kind of felt like a robot. Um, I was watching myself in third person walk around, do my training, go back home, um, eat, sleep, and then repeat that cycle. Even after winning Com games um, or any achievement like that, I just didn't feel anything. And I was extremely anxious, um, particularly with uh, just general conversations with people. I struggled to make eye contact with people. I would um, not want to talk to anyone. I'd leave practice without saying anything. Um, I had struggled with a lot of things that year, and I thought that maybe I had lost my passion for running, that I wanted to retire. And I questioned it um, afterwards. Um, I questioned about retiring, which I hadn't told anyone. This is the first time I'm saying it. Morgan, my close friends, family don't know that, but I want to retire. Um, I didn't find any love or passion for it anymore. And I struggled in my social life. I didn't really have any friends outside the running world, which I still kind of don't. Um, but it was tough. And that's my best year. That I did the most amazing stuff. I, I got to travel all the way around Um the world I got to compete against amazing people and I was just there was a lot of cool stuff going on and I just I didn't care and that was something that I want to talk to you guys about was it it's not always what it looks like I think and I think for me uh the one thing that I would advocate for is talking to someone and, and creating um an environment you enjoy whether you think um you need it or not but um for me, the best thing I did was I talked to talked to people. I talked to someone. I talked to my family. I was able to open up to them about it. Um, and I'm also going through therapy at the moment. So that, to me, was the best thing about my history with sport was I felt like every time I felt in control of doing something or felt in control of my life, I was able to talk to someone about it and have that social structure. And that's a lot of information, a lot of personal information. And I don't know if I regret telling you guys this anyway, but... I think that was something that I wanted to talk to you guys about because I think a lot of the time we talk about funny stuff, we talk about just the pure competition of the sport, what it's like to be a professional runner, but we really don't talk about that mental component as much. And I know every athlete um, goes through mental hardships and whether it's more public than personal, they get to talk about it um, but with themselves and the confidence of their own private stuff. And I think the best thing for me that I've noticed is I wanted to open up about it because – um mental health is a extremely hard thing for a professional athlete and it's not really addressed that much of how serious it can be um how much pressure you're under uh from brands to perform um from friends and family to perform from your coach from everyone there's a lot of pressure um to perform and that can cause an anxiety and can also cause depression and you falling out of love of what this beautiful sport is which is track and field um And I kind of thought that my experiences through my life and hopefully you guys were able to pick up on like when I seeked help, I Mm. was better for it, but it was never finished. It was never over. I always needed to kind of talk to someone or have that conversation. And uh, even when you're having the best time or the worst time um, to seek out help and therapy is is such such a thing. A lot of people won't need it, but um, if you're thinking about it and if you feel like you need it, I encourage you. Um, to do it it's um incredible journey that a lot of us get to have with ourselves that we don't really get to do again so being open being present i think is something that i'm really working on and and it's pretty exciting so um but that's what i wanted to talk about um and i guess the other thing i want to talk about was our sport in general and why it's probably cool to find friends outside the sport. Now, um, as an athlete in a sport like this, you're kind of in this circle, um, very, very tight circle of uh, professional runners or runners in general, something involved with running. And I've struggled the past few years to to branch out and meet new people, um, people that have different interests but passionate about different things. And that's one thing I've really struggled with. I don't always want to talk about running. (laughs) I get the podcast. That's the whole um, episode of talking about running. And that's actually kind of fun in a lot of way. But as the type of person I am, I don't want to talk about it all the time. And being in that environment, you're kind of always thrown thrown into it, um, thrown into that conversation. And um, I always encourage people, people listening, if you're Uh, in a position where you feel like you're kind of overwhelmed of what you're doing, whether it's you're just always talking about school, you're always talking about um, a certain type of sport or it's just a certain topic. It's just constant and you're banging your head against a brick wall and you just kind of want to get out of it. Um, Widen the circle, find new people, find new experiences. It's kind of something that I've struggled with and I still am. I don't really have any friends uh, in the US that aren't involved with running, um, which is kind of tough. But it's something that I'm looking for and – you know it it's something that I think will create some balance. I think you can't just be involved and obsessed with one thing. you've gotta try and bridge that that gap into the real world, which is all this amazing and cool other stuff that's going on, whether you find a love for for poetry or for for art or anything like that. I think it's um it's a great thing. So I encourage you guys to try and befriend people that don't care about running, who don't care about track and field, but are interested in knowing you interested in talking to you about different current events or about things that have happened in the past with, with what would you do in this situation with history? I don't know. Just anything. Um, I encourage that. Um, And my last kind of thing I wanted to talk about was my position now with uh, performing as a professional athlete, this injury has actually kind of been a, a blessing in disguise. I was able to go home, spend a lot of good time with family, but I spent most of that time thinking a lot about what, where I've come from and and why I've been able to achieve what I've been able to achieve. And, and that is why I talk about mental health because I think it's something that has really towed the line for me from just giving everything up and just saying, fuck off and just leaving and staying on that tightrope and just keeping rising through that journey. Um, and I know a lot of you will struggle with certain things and I wanted to do this episode to encourage you to seek out help but also just keep pushing along and keep keep going at it. I mean, there's a lot of things in life that put you down and make you feel small but it's the things that we can learn from and grow from and push forward with that that are the most best things about life. And I went home for a month and spent a lot of time reflecting on everything I gave up at home. Um, You know, I hadn't spent quality time with my family in eight years. That was very difficult for me because I have a very small, close family and a lot of people have passed away and a lot of things have changed and moved on and I've missed them. I've missed that growth from people. I've missed people having kids. I've missed weddings. I've missed funerals. I've missed my brother um, doing cool stuff at home. I've missed my dad being able to enjoy his time with his mates and progress as a person as well. as my, I've missed my mum, teaching and, and being excited about it. And um, that's something that I deeply struggle with and going home and reflecting on that and saying, why am I over in the States being a professional athlete if um, I'm missing out on losing at home? And, and this, the idea is that I have an amazing situation to be one of the best athletes in the world. And I have a great set up here um great friend group but there's always something going on and i think mental health is such a um cool topic to talk about when you feel like it's never going to be a fixed puzzle there's always going to be pieces that fall out and you have to put them back in and um yeah so that was what i wanted to talk about um i encourage you guys to uh maybe talk about it um If you want to hear more about mental health and the ideas of the pressures of professional running, um, you're more than welcome to comment on this video. If you guys want to reach out to people and talk about your experiences, I think learning about others is is the best thing about life is that we get little perspectives of other other situations and other environments. But I wanted to share my story um, just to give you guys an idea of how important it is for me. Um, that you go and seek help if you need it, talk to someone and widening your circle, meeting new people with different experiences. I think it's an an amazing uh, thing. Um, George's monologue is next week and I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoyed my monologue. It's probably not what you expected (laughs) and I hope I caught you guys off guard. But um, yeah, until next time and hopefully in the next few weeks, the three of us will be back together for a good old uh, normal coffee club pod episode. So thank you for listening. Um, And I hope you have a great day, evening, wherever you are.